0: This episode is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, experienced wealth planners and investment managers who offer unwavering support in challenging times. Visit CanDoWealth.com for more information.
1: Hello and welcome to Coffeehouse Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Kate Andrews and I'm joined by James Forsyth and Katie Balls. Katie and I are reporting down the line from Stockholm, Uh, once a safe haven from the British political nightmares during lockdown. Uh, But now it seems we really cannot escape what's going on in Westminster. James, updates by the minute, but the biggest ones are the ones we're going to come to first. Kwasi Kwarteng, no longer Chancellor.
0: Yep, Kwasi Kwarteng flew back overnight from Washington and was sacked in the most brutal fashion, you know, before he had returned to Downing Street. His resignation letter makes quite clear that he was sacked rather than choosing to go. This is a quite remarkable development because six weeks into her premiership, Liz Truss has sacked her closest ideological ally in Kwasi Kwarteng, and someone who you know she is very good friends with. And I think this is a, um, in an attempt to shore up her position. She is bringing in Jeremy Hunt, the the, the former Foreign Secretary and Health Secretary, who backed Rishi Sunak in the Tory leadership to replace quasi Kwarteng, and hoping that that and a U-turn on corporation tax will, will give her another chance to reset her premiership. But I think it is very difficult because no one thinks that this corporation tax cut was a quasi Kwarteng brainchild. It was something that Liz Truss ran on throughout her leadership campaign. And I think that even if she might have placated the markets today, she, which is very necessary, she may well have deepened her political problems.
1: Mm. And yet it feels, James, like selecting Jeremy Hunt was more a decision for the Tory party than it was for the markets. I mean, the pound is has been falling since the announcement about sacking the chancellor. Of course, markets don't like chaos. They don't like confusion. Um, this certainly adds a, a new layer of confusion to, to the current situation we're in. But it, it, talk, to, talk to me about, about Jeremy Hunt, because he, he feels more like the, the unity pick for yeah. the, the more left-wing side of the Tory party. But it, it's not obvious that if you were trying to calm the markets, you would pick someone who doesn't have a background, for example, in financial services.
0: No, I think Jeremy Hunt is menace to the Tory party. Look, I initially constructed a cabinet full of people who were loyal to me. Uh, I think every full member of the cabinet, uh, not a single one of them, had backed Rishi Sunak in the leadership contest. In appointing Jeremy Hunt, he ran for the leadership himself, and then very quickly, when he was knocked out, backed Rishi Sunak. She's trying to say, look, I'm trying to build bridges. I'm trying to reach out across the party. There is obviously a link there in Jason Stein, who works for Liz Truss, who also used to work on Jeremy Hunt's 2019 leadership bid. And I think what she is trying to say is, I I am reaching out, I'm going to run a broader church than I have done up to now. I mean, the question is whether Tory MPs are convinced by this and whether they think that you can be Prime Minister when you have had to renege on one of your main campaign pledges. Mm,
1: Katie... Yes, just yesterday, less than 24 hours ago, quasi Kwarteng was telling the media that he wasn't going anywhere and that we would just have to wait and see what was going to happen to the mini budget. Flash forward several hours, and Jeremy Hunt is becoming the, the new chancellor. What do you make of all this?
2: Well, it's obviously an embarrassing climb down for Liz Trust, and I think everyone has already made that point. I think Jeremy Hunt. Is an interesting appointment, but ultimately any appointment is going to upset someone in the Tory party now. The Jeremy Hunt appointment, I think will particularly rile Boris Johnson backers. He ultimately remembered Jeremy Hunt from the 2019 leadership contest when he was in the final two against Boris Johnson. I think that it helps with One Nation Tories, speaking Mm -hmm. to a few of those, you know, who backed Rishi Sunak earlier today. Um, They you know, depending who she puts in as Chancellor, they will buy her time. It should be a Rishi person. Jeremy Hunt is technically a Rishi person. I think part of the reason they decided he was a compromise candidate is because he did back Rishi Sunak. But also you look at what Jeremy Hunt was saying in his own failed bid to be prime minister. Second, um, he was running on this low tax, he was pledging lots of low tax, including reducing corporation tax. Now, we can, of course, point out that if, as we were expecting, they shortly announced that they're not going to do that what does it say about Jeremy Hunt's plans uh, as well as Liz Truss's but I think the idea is at heart he is where Liz Truss is broadly on low tax um, while also sending a signal to another side of the party and I think it's also worth noting that Jeremy Hunt uh, has backed an increase to defence spending which is something Team Trust are quite keen to point out, which I think does suggest she is trying to salvage mm. some of those pledges in the Tory leadership contest. I think the problem is with now the number of u-turns and changes. It's quite hard to take, you know, even the best intentions seriously. I remember a, a few weeks ago, probably quite soon after the mini budget, when I think Downing Street had finally clocked that it was going to cause them a lot of problems, and it, t- it took a while for, for that to happen. And you know. In the papers, people are floating the idea of Quasi Quatang going, and the response of those who know Liz Trust well was saying she just said she she would not do them. That was a no go option, and therefore I don't think it will be an easy decision for her. Instead, I think that it just shows the level of peril she is in. Mm. It looks callous, of course it does, because it's your longtime ally who's been very loyal to you. And I think actually just reading Quasi Quatang's letter, he. Is very magnanimous towards uh, the Prime Minister. He ultimately wishes her well, says that he's going to serve from the backbenches. I think almost surprisingly so. I don't think that this will be something that they will have taken lightly. I think it, what it does, it just shows you how much Liz Truss's situation has deteriorated by in the past month or so. And I think now serious questions as to, you know, this will this appease the markets to a degree? That's one thing. But increasingly people saying how long can this trust last in her position and if she does last her premiership is not what you what she wanted it to be if you think back to that leadership contest James, Katie
1: mentions the two M's there, the MPs and the markets, albeit two very different groups. But does the Jeremy Hunt appointment really change anything? You said earlier in this podcast, you know, no one believes that this was really the quasi Quartang budget. It was quite clearly the Liz Truss budget, and and Quartang was happy to go along with it. They seem to agree on a lot of those uh, low tax principles. But it's not called quasi it's called Trussonomics. To Katie's point there about Jeremy Hunt actually backing lower taxes in the leadership campaign, Are either of those groups, MPs or markets, going to be convinced that much has changed?
0: So I think the markets will accept that something has changed because they're about to reverse the cancellation of the corporation tax rights. So that, that is a material fact that has changed. I think the problem for her is that, as you say, you know, the Tory Parliamentary Party... Her MPs all know that this was a this was a joint production. This wasn't like the Chancellor went rogue and came up with a whole bunch of policies that Liz Truss didn't approve of. This was reflected what she believed. Now, she is clearly now to to use the old phrase in office but not in power. Because she can't do the things that she wanted to do. The whole point of her becoming Prime Minister was to, to was to do these policies and she now cannot do them. And I think that that is, that is a huge blow to your authority as Prime Minister. And there are obviously big questions about your credibility after you've done that. And it is worth remembering that... Um, just on Wednesday at Prime Minister's Questions, she was arguing that to raise corporation tax at this moment would be a mistake, and yet now today we're going to have a press conference in which she announces that corporation tax is going to go up and go up quite significantly. This is a very very odd, you know, she, a very very odd moment because. Some of her central policies have been knocked out by the market reaction to them. She has sacked her chancellor, who is her closest ideological ally, and is now going to try and rebuild. But these are not promising. This is not a promising basis on which to try and rebuild your premiership.
1: Uh, Katie, where does Liz Truss go from here? Because she's had to U-turn on pretty major parts of that mini-budget, the 45p tax rate abolition 45p rates being kept. It looks like they're about to turn on corporation tax and it will end up rising from 19% to 25% for the largest companies. One can imagine that Jeremy Hunt has insisted uh, on pretty strict rules around him taking this job, that he will be in charge of the economy. And in a time where markets are back in control and, and markets are dictating to governments what they can borrow, That's that's essentially like having the reins to this whole thing. Where does her broader agenda go from here?
2: So to go to go back to what I said earlier, number ten ultimately believe that Jeremy Hunt is low tax at heart. Liz Trust is low tax at heart. It seems lots of conservatives mean low tax at heart. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do that right now. Um but therefore I think there was a question as to does Jeremy Hunt now establish his own power base? Um ultimately this is someone who has tried to be Prime Minister twice and failed. You could argue as Chancellor, he's getting closer still. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz Truss is in a weak position. Jeremy Hunt not back Liz Truss. quasi Quatang ultimately, um, he, the mantra he said he was going to bring into that was to facilitate, not emasculate. And where did that get quasi kwatung uh, You know, but by actually not having this rival power base. Ultimately, he has been pushed aside. And therefore, I think it's been really interesting to see how Jeremy Hunt approaches this. Is he there to serve the prime minister or is he there to serve the country? I know you can say, oh, it's both, but it feels as though you're brought in at the moment uh, in terms of the, the financial situation rather than to help Liz Truss. Obviously, they're hoping by virtue it does both. So I think in terms of Liz Truss's policy platform, she's clearly weakened. I think James is right to say that I think as the the Spectator cover suggested, you know, a week or two weeks ago, the revolution is over in many ways. So it's now governing by cabinet, it's governing by a party. Perhaps it's what all provinces eventually have to do, but I think the manner in which this happens feels much more acute and drastic. And there's a question as to what happens to all these supply side reforms. Does Liz Truss have the political capital? Does she have the backing and her chance to push some of this stuff through? I think only time is going to tell on this. I think that um, Liz Truss has ultimately had to hire a Chancellor whereby Lilica so they have independence to her on fiscal policy on the economy and we could go back, I think, to a point where number 10 and number 11 are not, you know, in perfect sync anymore. You're going back to more uh, what tends to happen in lots of premierships where, you know, two separate power bases, both making arguments, often different arguments.
1: Mm. Um, James, last question. Um, Do you think that this huge upheaval, both in who her chancellor is and what her positions going to be on corporation tax really the, the heart of her mini budget um, do these changes give her breathing space give her time or does it make her more vulnerable uh, quite quickly to more rebels in her party
0: so I think her hope will be that this will that the markets when they see these u-turns they will kind of wait until the 31st of October to, to, to see what happens next and that uh, you know if the markets are giving her space she can say to Tory MPs like look let me, you know, it would be ridiculous to get rid of me so soon after you elected me. The problem is that Tory MPs might say, well, it's ridiculous that you're getting rid of so much of the agenda that you stood on so quickly. I also think there is an interesting dynamic here, which is Jeremy Hunt was chairman of a health select committee. Jeremy Hunt supported the health and social care levy, which Liz Truss has abolished uh, in her time in office, and has also been very vocal about the black hole in the NHS budget. So that idea of which would be doing the rounds, that the way you would have debt falling over the medium term, which is a credible way to do that, is regarded as a test for the markets. And one of the ways to do that was that public spending would increase, but not by as much as inflation. That is quite difficult to pull off when you've just appointed as chancellor, someone who's a former health secretary, former health select committee chair, who has been clear about the need for more money for the NHS. And remember, the NHS is now, by the end of his parliament, it's going to be responsible for more than 40% of day-to-day government spending. So if if you are going to carry on increasing that, then finding other cuts or efficiencies or whatever you want to call them in government becomes even more difficult and even more tricky.
1: Katie and James, thanks for joining me.